This episode of the Commercial Real Estate Investor Podcast is brought to you by CRE Launch Pro. This online commercial real estate program is designed to take you from beginner to pro commercial real estate investor with access to all of my courses, our online community, and monthly group coaching calls. Learn how to confidently buy your first commercial property today at www.crelaunchpro.com. Welcome back to the Commercial Real Estate Investor Podcast. Today, we are sitting down with Dan Shearmeyer to talk to you all about investing in self-serve car washes. It's been a hot trend for probably the last you know six to 12 months uh, in the commercial real estate world because apparently these deals can cash flow pretty well. And Dan has figured that out. He's doing a great job of it. So we're going to dive into what that looks like with him. Met Dan, uh, I guess, back in the spring, maybe early summer at an event here in Nashville. He's a member of Go Abundance with me and uh, just an overall good guy. Uh, if you like skydiving, apparently he is the man. Everything I see him posting on Instagram is all about skydiving, which I will just absolutely never do. Maybe we'll get into that too. But Dan, that was a brief uh, introduction of yourself. Tell us uh, a little bit more about you. Yeah, thank, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm based out uh, just north of Charlotte, North Carolina, Lake Norman area. Um, got in the car washes a little over three years ago uh, after some single family investing and have enjoyed the commercial side of it. So what uh, what got you into car washes? I mean, coming from single family into commercial real estate, I mean, car washes is kind of an interesting first step. Yeah, it was, uh, it was not planned. It kind of just fell in our lap. So it was during COVID. My brother is a professional dirt bike mechanic, and <clears throat> he's known some riders that had made a lot of money, uh, and they put money in car washes. So one came for sale in our local area, and he's like, hey, we should look into this. Just because I had been doing real estate stuff in the past, I was like, all right, let's take a look. Uh, talked to the brokers, looked at it, and it looked like it made sense. Like It was cash flowing from day one with the debt we could get, uh, and we just saw a lot of opportunity to run operations better. Uh, and just near the area, there's tons of growth coming. So I couldn't see that business would go down. So let's let's talk about investing in self-storage facilities from a, or not self-storage, self-serve car washes. I'm probably going to make that mistake again. Uh, from a high level, and then let's get into, you know, like breaking it down. How do you find these? How do you underwrite them? How do you look at them? But overall, I mean, why is, is the self-service car wash uh, sector of commercial real estate a good investment? So uh, just how they operate, typically the self-service car washes, they have bays that people come in and do it themselves, typically aren't really employees on site. Um, so they're easier to manage. Um, and there's there's a, like the big tunnel car washes, which are always, they always touch your vehicle. Uh, and some people like those because it's convenient, but other people are always going to come and wash them, their car themselves or it's just equipment. Equipment vehicles that just need to do a quick rinse, so they just pop in and do it. Makes it easier for, like, when there's neighborhoods all around, instead of taking the pressure washer out at home in the driveway, they can just drive down the road, spend five bucks, and clean their car just as good. Nice. Yeah, so what what kind of cash flow can you expect to get from a, from a car wash? I think it all it definitely depends on the area. Um, like, when we look, one of the big things we looked at when we were looking at ours is just, like, I was went to the planning uh, department, just looked at all the projects, all the housing developments that were coming. So, like the street that ours is on has about twenty thousand cars a day. Um, our cash flow has gone up significantly because we've done some some big improvements. So it's 
I mean, when I first underwrote it, it was like 30% cash on cash. And now we're doing like 90, 95% cash on cash three <laughs> years later. That's not too bad. No. <laughs> That's uh, great, man. That- so... Go ahead. I was going to say, definitely depends on the area and the amount of traffic that's on the road that's by it. Um, But there's definitely a way to draw attention to them if it's not on the super high traffic road. Yeah. So when you're looking for one of these projects, I mean, one, how do you find them? And two, how do you determine that a location is a good spot uh, to buy one of these, right? You're you're probably not building these, so you're buying something existing. But what's what's the difference between, you know, an A-plus location and a D location? Yeah. So an A-plus location is in a a town where probably not as much crime, uh, high amount of traffic. Uh, some of the other ones that are, I would say, more a D, it's kind of out in the sticks. Uh, probably just a self-service. Like ours also has an in-bay automatic, so having an in-bay automatic also drives more traffic. Um, definitely definitely the type of clientele you'll have. Um, if you don't have cameras, you're definitely going to have more theft and vandalism. Um, so it's the appear- appearance of the site. Definitely makes a makes a big difference. Okay, and how are you going about finding these kinds of deals? Are you just driving around town and looking at sites? <clears throat> yeah, it's it's like once you uh, once you get one, they all stick out. Where in the past they didn't stick out at all. So as soon as uh, as soon as I understood the operations of ours, you, I'd go pull into another one and just take a look. Like, oh, they don't even have credit card readers. Oh, like they don't have they don't offer these functions. Uh, their vacuums don't even work. There's trash everywhere. So. As soon as you pull into one, it makes it easier to spot opportunity. Or you could say, oh, this is a really nice car wash. They already have everything, all, all the upgrades that I've done. Um, so yeah. do you do you, do you you break the pricing down on a price per bay basis? Or kind of how do you, like, what's your metric, right? So when I'm looking at hotels, I know, you know, hey, $50,000 a key is a pretty good price. Whereas, you know, $150,000 a key, that, that's probably the juice has been squeezed out of that. Do you look at car washes the same way? Um, yeah. So, I mean, the, the way the pricing's broke down, it, it's kind of hard to individualize it by babe just because it's a big cash business too. Um, but a self-service bay, those, those are price usually, I guess you start them with 2 to three, $3 uh, to start. Automatics, they have uh, the different price packages. So those usually range from like 6 to $18. Um <clears throat> I don't have like a per bay price. Uh, it really depends on the location, the land, uh, how old the equipment is, um, what the building's made out of. Like some of them are just all metal walls with plastic. Some of them are brick buildings. So you know that the structure is going to last a lot longer. Um, yeah, I don't, I haven't, I haven't thought, figured out how to, uh, how to underwrite it by like a per bay basis on what it should, what it should do. Yeah. I so feel like, well, it's well, let's just let's just break it down on like let's just break it down on like your last deal then. So, you know how how much did you pay for your last deal and and how many how many bays were there? So ours is uh, it's five self service bays and one in bay automatic. Uh, we purchased it for eight hundred twenty five thousand. Granted, it was my first commercial deal, probably overpaid a little bit for it, uh, but it's still cash flowed at the time, especially with the debt we could get. So. We have five self-service bays that bring in money, the in-bay automatic, six vacuums, a vending machine, and then we added in like a tire compressor, uh, an ice vending machine. Um, and at the time when we first bought it, it was the NOI on it was, it was doing 125000 a year in gross revenue and the NOI was around 72000 
Okay. So that's not too bad. I mean, we're talking about $140,000 a bay on your, yeah. on your, you know, per, per bay pricing there. And, you know, I would imagine if you're going to be underwriting this, obviously you're going to weight the in-bay automatic a little bit more heavily than you would the self-serve bays just because your, your equipment in there uh, could be very expensive, right? Yep. But you said, you said it was a $72,000 NOI on an $850,000 purchase price? Eight hundred twenty-five thousand dollars purchase price. Yeah, I mean that's a that's an eight point seven percent. You know, I mean gross cap rate, right? You got to take it. Or no, I guess that. Yeah, I mean that's your that's your yeah. NOI right there. That's a eight point seven percent cap rate. That's a great deal. Yeah, yeah, and it was uh, just from when we bought it. Then with the debt we had, like it was cash flowing from day one. Um, we had some some benefits on like the the loan we used an SBA loan when we purchased it. And because it was during COVID and the CARES Act, we had some benefits there. Uh, like our first six months of mortgage payments were waived. So that allowed us to like... It's not bad. Instead of having to sit and like operate it for six to nine months to build a cash reserve and do improvements we wanted to do, we were able to do all our improvements like right away because we had the extra six months That's of great. not paying a mortgage. Yeah. So when you're when you're buying a cash flowing asset, obviously it's, it's great that it's cash flowing day one, but you want to push that value as much as you can. So when when you're looking at these these self-service car wash deals, what are the first things that come to mind of of just immediate value add improvements to where you could probably squeeze another dollar per per washout? Yeah, so the first thing I look at is do they have credit card readers? Uh, I mean, in this day and age everybody uses credit cards and ours had credit cards in the in-bay automatic and the self-service didn't have credit cards on the vending machine or the vacuums. So technically we weren't a cashless site. Like you had to, if you wanted to use a vacuum, you had to have a dollar, you had to have quarters. So that was one of the first things we did is just add credit card readers to everything. Uh, next big thing in the self-service phase, uh, there's two different methods for how the credit cards are transacted. So it's there's, it's count up or count down. You swipe with count down, you swipe, it gives you six minutes and it beeps at you with a minute left. That beeping with a minute left, people will just try to finish washing their car in a minute instead of uh, just hitting the button to add another dollar or two. So we switched that to count up. Uh, and our average price per customer in the self-service space went from $4 to $7 just because it wasn't beeping at them anymore. So that with an average of 800, 1200 transactions a month in the self-service space was like an extra 40 thousand dollars a year just for switching, switching the method. So that is yeah, like pretty amazing. Of- this is one of the first things I look at. If they don't have credit card readers, that's a huge value add. And then switching to count up timers, another huge value add. Do you make any side improvements? Like, do you do you repaint the building? Do you change up the signage? Is there anything physical like that that you have to do? Yeah, so that was one of the first things we did as well. Uh, there is a street sign. So our wash was built in 2007. Another set of partners bought it in 2016. We bought it in 2020. The street sign had been the same since day one it was open. So we just basically took everything off and rewrapped it, put a new logo on it. So just so it's stuck out to the people driving by, they're like, oh, what's that? That's a, that's a new sign. So just try to catch people's eye. Uh, we did put some new signage in the bays, um, just with new logos and stuff, updating contact information. It's a big thing with car washes. There's a lot of them. Somebody will lose a dollar and they call, try to call the number and it goes to a disconnected number and they don't get their dollar back and then they, they never come back. So we make made it very easily accessible so people can get a hold of us so we can refund them if there's an issue or if something's broken they can let us know so we can get it fixed quicker that's great so it seems like it's a relatively passive type of investment but i would imagine there's still some day-to-day or week-to-week maybe even month-to-month 
management issues that you have to deal with. What is the what what do the operations look like? Yeah, so the biggest biggest thing that we pride on ours is like keeping it clean. Like you don't want to have trashes overflowing, you don't want to have muddy bays. Um, so I have a helper that comes out and he clean, takes the trash out at least once a day, sprays down the bays. So just somebody looking over it daily, you don't have to do that. But if it's clean, people are more likely to come back. Uh, on a weekly basis, usually you do have to count cash if you still still accept cash just because the readers can only hold so much. Uh, and then <clears throat> there's just checking the equipment. So because I own a wash, I actually wash my car a lot more frequently now, but it's a good way to test that all the functions are working. Um, cause when functions don't work then people get upset. So, um, that's, that's more of like weekly, monthly tasks. And then there's some more like quarterly yearly stuff. Like now, now that the weather's getting cold, you have to check and make sure if it's going to get to freezing temperatures that it's going to run water. That's called weeping. Uh, you got to make sure that's all, all set up and it's going to work when it gets cold. Yeah. You definitely don't want to have any broken pipes at a car wash. It'd be a, a big pain to deal with. Now the, no, the cash flow is is uh the cash flow is pretty attractive. Obviously, I mean you're talking about thirty to ninety percent cash on cash returns just by making a, a handful of improvements. But the tax benefits are also pretty outstanding with self service car washes because of the equipment. Can you touch on that? Yeah, yeah. So we were able to write off like all the equipment uh year one and then we, we actually replaced our in bay automatic equipment. So there's a upwards of a hundred and seventy thousand dollar purchase that we were able to write off that whole year. Um, so yeah, I haven't had to pay tax on the business and won't have to for the next few years, at least just from some of the capital, capital improvements we've done. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons why car washes can be such an attractive investment. I mean, yes, the cash flow is good. I mean, depending on what you're buying, I mean, you could, you know, go for a, you know, triple net Tuttle style deal and you're not getting that much, but if you're buying these self-service ones, I mean, you're able to depreciate not only the building, not only the the infrastructural improvements, but also the equipment on the site. And, you know, that equipment can be very, very expensive. How do you budget when you're going through a project for handling, you know, replacement of the machinery or any of the equipment that you've got on site and and what typically needs to be replaced? Yeah. So on the self-service side, it's basically there's the high pressure guns and the hoses that stuff wears out over time just for people using them. They'll get kinks in them or they'll spring a leak. That stuff gets changed out probably once or twice a year. Um, and then like the foaming brush, uh, it's all just little consumable stuff that you have to replace, but it's really not all that expensive. Probably say we spend maybe three or $400 in each bay a year uh, just replacing the hoses and stuff. Uh, in the in bay automatic now those are there's more maintenance you have to do just because the machine's running um but we just budget like 25 percent of our cash flow that comes in just to have basically in a rainy day fund if anything was ever go wrong it's like it's like it's like single family you're always putting money for those capital expenditures like roofs and stuff we're doing the same thing that's right so how much how much do the how much does equipment cost in the in bay automatic so uh, it ranges. You can actually buy used equipment for pretty, probably seventy-five to a hundred thousand dollars. If you're going to buy all new, um, it goes one hundred twenty thousand dollars up pretty quick. And it all depends if you want to do just touchless, if you want to do soft touch, if you want to do a combination machine, which is what we did because we wanted to offer more a better product. Um, and then also like a pay station. Our old pay station only had four wash packages and our new wash has 
eight different wash packages because it does both soft touch and touchless. So that's another $20,000. So we, yeah, we spent, I think it was right around $175,000 to update the in-bay automatic and the pay station. But are these, it's been totally yeah. worth it. Yeah. Oh yeah. No kidding. I mean, with that cash on cash, it's tough to argue against it. Do you think that those kinds of deals are still out there? I mean, you said you got this kind of in the height of the pandemic. Can somebody go out in 2024 and find a car wash like that? Yeah, I 100% think so. I've found other ones. Um, some of them have been mismanaged and they're trying to get 2021 prices on it and they just don't have the the numbers to, uh, to back it up. I'm sure you've seen that as well. I know you've looked at some, um, but I know in, in little rural towns, there's, there's car washes everywhere that there's still tons of value at that you can do. Um, it's just finding, finding an owner that will have a reasonable price and finding an owner that's run it and actually has good books and records so that you can actually make it bankable. That's the toughest thing that I've found with these is that a lot of the car washes are owned by mom and pops. They've owned them for 30 years. They keep things on a paper ledger. I mean, it is it is wild. It, you have to be you're basically an FBI agent to figure out what's going on in these properties. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, luckily, this one that I, we got, uh, they had good books and records. Um, but I've looked at quite a few, and <laughs> there's just an income. It like doesn't break it down by what the income is, and then there's barely any expenses, and they just wrap everything into one like supplies. And you're like, well, how much was chemicals? How much was utilities? So it makes it makes it tough to underwrite them sometimes. Yep, exactly. Now, over the past couple of years, you know, these tunnel bay, the tunnel car washes have, have really picked up in popularity. I mean, it seems like they are popping up on every corner. And, you know, the a layman would think, you know, hey, why would somebody go use a self-serve car wash when you've got these tunnels, co- you know, popping up everywhere? Can you talk about what the future of self-serve car washes looks like compared to tunnels and why somebody might invest in one over the other? Yeah. I mean, a tunnel is like, it's, it's a whole different operation. Uh, it's typically a business that they're only going to be open for a certain amount of hours a day. So nine to nine or whatever, you do have to have employees to staff it. Um, so you don't really need employees to staff a self-service wash. Uh, and then the clientele, I just think, is different. Like the tunnels, people are convenience. They just want to pay their monthly membership and go through. Um, but it's a completely different product. I, I don't really know of any tunnels that are touchless. So we have a lot of people with very nice vehicles, and they do like ceramic coating and stuff. They'll come to us because they, we have self-service space where they can wash it themselves, or they can use the touchless automatic. Um, so it, I think it's a different different type of clientele. And there's, there's also people that just always want to wash their car themselves. They don't want something touching their car. They want to be the one that does it themselves. But they yeah, would rather, a... they'd rather drive down the street and pay, pay a couple bucks than take the pressure washer out of home. Yeah, and there's a huge price discrepancy too. I mean, that's what I've noticed on, on the investment sales side. You know, you can go pick up a self-service car wash for, you know, 800 to a million bucks. Sometimes it's a million two, a million five. Just depends on how much revenue it's doing. But, you know, these the tunnels they're five to $8 million. I yeah. Mean, and they're, yeah. it's a totally different structure. You don't get the tax benefits because typically, you know, it's a Mr. Car Wash that has signed a triple net lease and they get all the tax benefits. You just get the building write-offs instead of the equipment too, which can make a big difference for certain investors. Yeah. I think, I think the tunnel is, uh, it's kind of like the big multifamily deals. I think there's going to be some, uh, some hurt people and that was in the next few years because they've just been building them and they're not going to be able to refinance it or they're not going to get the numbers they wanted. 
because uh, they're not going to get as many members as they were underwriting for. So I, I, I think tunnels are going to suffer in the next two to three years. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and you look at the way that a, a self-service car wash operates compared to a tunnel. You know, a tunnel is is I would compare it to a single tenant deal, right? You've basically got one tunnel that you're able to run your cars through, whereas self-service, you might have four, six, ten self-service bays. If one bay goes down in a self-service car wash, you're fine. There's still other bays yeah. for you to operate out of. But if that tunnel goes down, operations are shut down until that equipment is fixed. And that I don't like going from 100% to 0% cash flow immediately. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, tunnels, they can move a lot of vehicles. Like, I'm pretty sure Sam's can move like 120 cars an hour. In my in Automatic, I can probably only do 10. But like you said, I have I have 13 points of revenue on site between the self-service bays, the vending machine, the vacuums and all that. So I've, if what, yeah, it's like if one bay goes down, uh, it's not the end of the world. And that's, that's another reason why I like, like the self-service is like an issue, an issue can happen. I can close the bay. I don't have to attend to it right this second. I can come back in a couple hours or I can go fix it tomorrow. And it doesn't shut the entire business down. Yeah. Ron is saying the same thing. Multi-tenant versus single tenant. I'm taking multi-tenant over single any day, baby. I mean, that's yeah. just, it helps diversify your revenue streams. Uh, yeah, right. Rod said, just own 10 tunnels. Easy solution. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, just come up with 50 million, 80 million bucks. It's it's easy. Yeah. Just do it. Uh, good to see you, Rod. Thanks for jumping in, buddy. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I think uh, self-service car wash is really interesting. I've actually got a deal here in Tennessee I need to talk to you about and get your opinion on, see if it's worth taking a stab at. I mean, the markets are really weird right now, obviously. And so, doing any any type of commercial real estate is, is a little funky. But that being said, there's deals that are going to be popping up out there. There's going to be some owners that are retiring or they're just tired of dealing with it and they want out of it and they're willing to take a haircut, which means it's a good buying opportunity. You know, I had somebody tell me the other day, you can, uh, you can refinance out of a loan. You can't refinance out of a purchase price. And I love yeah. that because it's so true. Like, yeah, just deal with the 8% interest rates today get a hell of a yeah. price and refinance later. Yeah. Yeah. And if you could make it cash flow in today's market, like, you know, it's going to be a good deal down the road when interest rates come back down. Yep. That's, that is exactly right. So what are your thoughts uh, moving forward? I mean, is there anything else? Like what, what are your biggest takeaways, I guess? Like, what did you not expect to happen when you started buying car washes that you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But I never would have thought about that going into it. Um, well, one thing is I never expected ours to do as well as it has, um, just the, it's blown numbers out of the, out of the water every year. Um, so I just never expected it. I thought we'd get like, you get the pollen season where it's super busy and this year it's just stayed that busy all every month. And like October has been our record month, highest number of sales, higher number of washes. So wasn't expecting that, um, Man, dealing with the, the random issues that you'll get, like stuff breaking randomly, um, that's stuff you never expect. Like last year, had a massive freeze, and I was out there on Christmas trying to fix stuff. Like that, that's the stuff that Ooh. sucks. <laughs> um, but I mean, overall, it's also been great to be able to to get it to a point where I can go on vacation for a couple of weeks and put somebody in place, and if something happens, like. I can deal with it over the phone. I don't necessarily need to be there. I can walk somebody through it. So, um, yeah, never, I thought it was going to be a lot more had to be hands-on, but it's definitely, once you get it up and running and understand everything, it can definitely be a little bit more passive. Yeah, no, that's great. 
Well, Dan, I know you've got a a beginner's guide that you're putting together. I don't know if you've launched it yet or if you've if you've got that uh, you know in the works still. Uh, but if anybody listening wants to get in touch with you, follow your journey, or get their hands on that guide, how can they find you? Yeah, so uh, Instagram, it's Free Fly Kid, and you'll see why all the skydiving stuff. Um, Dan Shearmeyer on Facebook. I do have that that ebook available now, so I can send you a link. You can drop it in this video. Uh, yeah, definitely yeah, do that. We'll hit, put that yeah, in the show notes. Hit me up on the socials, and I'll definitely get back. Sounds good. Well, Dan, thanks for jumping on and talking us through uh, through some self-service car washes. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this conversation, and we will catch you all in the next one.